got this thing going. I, I woke up this morning and I, I was like, do I remember how to use the podcast recorder? Like, do I know? You sound, you sound nervous. You okay? No, I'm half, I'm still waking up. <laughs> oh, it's 9 a.m. No, I'm, I'm in my kitchen too. Which So Ollie's sleeping upstairs. It's just me and him in the house. So. Oh, we got to rage. Let's rage something. So I'm not, I'm not screaming. I'm going to scream in a second when I introduce you, but I'm trying to not get too rowdy. But, Bro, uh, he's yeah. going to hack you, man. He's going to hack you. Oh, he's definitely going to hack me. He might he's hack into this hacked. podcast in about 20 minutes. We'll see. He's going he's gonna to hack it. Do you remember how to do this? You got your headphones on. You got the cans nearby. I got my headphones on. Hang on. I got something. Can you hear that? I got something to crinkle. Oh, is that leaves? That sounds like some of those those lovely Vermont <laughs> leaves I hear so you know much about. You know what that about. was? That was a, that was a, a Pop-Tart wrapper because I'm an adult. <laughs> I love that pop. Is this like a regular pop tart? Or is this one of those weird fitness pop tarts where it's full of protein or some weird stuff like that? Oh, I keep getting ads for the fitness pop tart. No, this was like some <laughs> some uh, some like natural organic version of the pop tart that Ali got. Mm. And um, I mean, I ain't hating, but I'm saying if you're gonna have pop tart, yeah, you're over here saying fitness pod, <laughs> fitness pop tart in my mouth. Yeah, that's what I was trying to say. Um, yeah, I just want I just want regular pop tart. I don't even know this fancy shit. No, no, no. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's been a long time. This is going to be disturbing when you see it in your podcast feed. What is this podcast? I don't remember subscribing to it. My name is Scott Sullivan. I am the host of this podcast. It's called The Talk Show, and my co-host, all the way from the great state of Vermont, he is the human equivalent. Of the sound you hear when a weighted barbell is just thrown back onto the ground. Adam St. Germain! <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good, I didn't know where you were going to go with it. I was like, what's, what's it going to be? What's it going to be? Yes. Um, I had to think about that one for a while. The other, the other top two were he puts the PR in the president of the podcast. I didn't like that one as much. And uh, yeah, yeah. the CEO of squatting was a second runner up also. Oh, the CEO of squatting. That's <laughs> solid right there. That might that come back solid. later. I like that one. So this is the talk uh, show. This is a podcast that has not been recorded as too far up until this moment in the year 2023. Adam St. Germain, did you know that? I, you know, ale- listen, allegedly. Okay. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm not I'm not going to be put into that corner. You can't put me in that corner. Nobody puts out in that corner. Maybe it hasn't happened this year, but I I don't know that for a fact. <laughs> who who could know? How would anyone know? Adam St. You, know you know what the people say? Do your own research. Yeah, Do yes. your own research. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't trust anybody else's facts. <laughs> our feel our feelings don't even care about your facts. <laughs> no, no, they 100% do not. That is a fact, my friend. All right, so real quick, uh, right up front, we got to we got to figure out what's is it what's new? What what's changed? What's what's happened what this has, year so far? What's going on? You started doing fitness. So the, I think the most disorienting thing if anyone did jump back into this would be hearing me mention doing CrossFit and not just ridiculing Adam for doing it cuz that's been the major change probably for me. Yeah. And yeah, I ain't talking about fitting these tacos in his mouth, I'm talking about doing fitness. <laughs> yeah, doing fitness. I'm talking about practice. <laughs> I love that clip. Got to maybe put that at the beginning. Uh let's see. All right, what's new? What's new? Um let's you're doing the fitness. I have a new job a new job you're still working for the same company that is correct but yes. your your yes. your technical uh, new role job title and role has changed 
That is right. That is right. Another uh, Formula One America's Grand Prix has taken place. That's right. And you and you were in the great state of Texas for that race, were you not? Let's not let's not go throwing around words like great so liberally. Okay? <laughs> I, I've I've taken to. Uh, mentioning texas that way to like family and people when i talk to them just because it riles everybody up everyone feels they have to stop me and correct like hey well let's take the grade out of that we don't really need to add that. i'm just saying you know like let's not eh, let's not get carried away you know what I'm people, saying? people don't drive by that one they always stop me yeah 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 i, I feel that uh, I, I, I love the city of austin but there's a lot of problems with texas that's a separate podcast but you know what's not you know what's not new What's not new? What Max Verstappen still the champ? <laughs> That's right. Still yeah. So the last time we did record, I went back and checked because I, I I wondered what we had talked about. And the last time we had recorded was just after the finish of the F1 season last year, and we were kind of going back over uh, over that. And so we're kind of in we're right in the same place we were then. <laughs> and um, it was a more competitive conversation that we got to have then because the season was like a little bit more competitive in some ways last year. This year, blowout, Max Verstappen all the way. Double, I think he, he won as a, he would have won the Constructors title by himself, like as a team without a second driver. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, Max Verstappen was the best team in F1. Mm-hmm. So, you yeah. know, that's crazy. And did the least damage to cars. There was a, a I know Adam's seen this because we talked about it, but somebody somewhere on the internet put together this graphic that was going throughout the season where they tried to estimate the damage in dollar value of each driver to the cars on their team. Max for stopping, very efficient. Lots of points. Didn't cost a lot of money to get them. Uh, well, you know, but there was, there was a fatality in the fact that he killed a bird. <laughs> he did kill a bird. And he's, so, for a guy who doesn't seem to have much emotional complexity, he did seem kind of sad about killing the bird. I'm sure it was pretty traumatic. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, like, yeah, like I don't, uh, I don't know. There's there's been a, a number of animals that have been, um, you know, met their end uh, in F1 Grand Prix. I believe there's there's was some birds uh, at other races as well, and then I think there was like a lizard or something that got hit once. I don't know. A lizard? Yeah, I want to say that, like in one of the like more tropical locales. But I have That's, to look that up. That sounds that sounds questionable. All right, hey Scott, listen, it's uh, we're about to close out 2023. We so- haven't done an episode. <laughs> also, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna take a brief moment. After you, Commissioner, I told you we would do another episode. <laughs> Podcast commissioner Matt Newell has declared the podcast dead, uh, probably starting as early as like a few weeks after the last time we did an episode. Yes. <laughs> and, and has been saying yep. it since. Yep. Matt, love you, so. but fuck off. <laughs> We're still here. <laughs> you don't know me, son. You don't know um, how willing I am to do something wildly intermittently. <laughs> Uh, hey, fun fact, if you Google Taco Podcast, the first thing that comes up is an NPR podcast titled Tacos of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Nice. That's funny. Uh, what I was going to say was maybe we should take a moment here and uh, remind people who the hell you are. Who am I? <laughs> well, who we are. Who we yeah, are. Yeah, who are we? So my name's Scott. 
I am. Um, I'm one of the two hosts of the podcast. <laughs> I, I live in Austin, Texas. I think Texas. you're the you're the host. You are the host. And you're my you're my co-host. Is that what we decided? Or you're you, I don't know. You're the surrogate for the audience. I don't know. Uh, I, I think you're. I think you're. You're kind of the. You provide a lot of the fodder for the podcast with your with your exploits. So you're at least I'm the, the co-host. People, I'm the I'm the people's rep. You know, you're the, the, you're the people's. You're the people's champion. Let's put it that way. Yeah, the people's champ. People's champ. <laughs> I uh, I'm a nurse here in Austin, Texas. Uh, me and Adam go way back. Do you know, Adam, that this coming year will have been uh, acquaintances, friends for about 20 years, I believe. I think we met in 04. Is that true? I believe we met in 04 through bike racing. I don't. I, we didn't know each other prior to that. Good God, man. Yep. You know, former bike racer, not current, but that's how that's how me and Adam met. We were competing in the uh, bike race circuit around southern New England. And on the results sheets in my races, I started noticing that there was another Rhode Island resident who was competing in the races. And I was like, who the hell is this guy? I don't know him. And uh, then I had to figure out who he was. And that's Adam St. Germain, the co-host of the podcast. That is, that is me. Uh, that is me. I also no longer, one, I've left uh, southern New England. I'm in the much better part of northern New England in Vermont. <laughs> wait, uh, wait, you're in the better part of New England or the better part of northern New England? Oh, both. Both. Okay, good. Yeah. <laughs> Arguably both. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, I located in the middle of a cornfield um, and no, no longer racing bicycles. Very involved in uh in competitive exercising <laughs> competitive exercising i like that strength and conditioning sounds cool i guess but competitive exercising that's that's really what it is competitive uh, exercising what yeah. year did you and, and, what year did you start that pursuit i don't remember well, the real answer to that 2000 um late 2017 Okay, so I've got about six years to try and match the numbers you're at now, so I, I shouldn't feel too bad. <laughs> Plenty of time. Yeah, it's funny. So I, on Mondays and Fridays, I, tra I train with this kid, Nate. He's a young guy. He's like a college freshman. And um, he's built like a cyclist, which is to, <laughs> lanky. Is to say. He's lanky, right? He's thin and he's lanky. and, uh, and But he's really focused on getting stronger, and the dude works super hard. Um and I remember I was telling him, I said, listen, dude, when I started six years ago, like I was, I was lifting the same amount you're doing now. So, uh, it just takes time. Yeah. Just takes time. Um, yeah. This is true. Um, so you've been doing that for six years. What, what else about you, Adam? What company you, you want to say what company you work for? Oh yeah. 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 I work for, I work for specialized bicycle company. Uh, we sell equipment as well. Helmets and shoes and all that good stuff. Uh, I've been there for, over 10 years at this point yeah it's been a, a minute different different roles at different times but uh yeah yes. and you travel at the current job you're, you're doing a, a fair bit of traveling again it seems yeah i was trying to smash a bunch of traveling before the end of the year so i won't go anywhere for a while at this point but yeah it was the last couple of weeks were a bit of a whirlwind i was in minnesota iowa illinois uh pennsylvania new jersey rhode island connecticut uh a little bit much, and so now we're <laughs> cool, the, cool the heels a little bit. Okay. And uh, I was also look full Exclusive, exclusively cold places. That was like a tour of where it's not pleasant this time of year. <laughs> yeah, well, you save the you save the warm places for like February when you're like totally over the winter. Totally. Uh, yeah. 
so then you, then you go and you get a little sun and you're like, oh, yes, I, I am a human being and I'm alive. I'm not a frozen <laughs> uh, husk of a person. But I was trying, much to my dismay, I didn't do it. I was trying to get in some extra travel before the end of the year so I could qualify for United uh, 1K status. Oh, which what comes along with that? <laughs> oh, just a bunch of like privileged preferential treatment. Um but uh, I didn't get it, so I'm just like uh, United Premier Platinum. So I'm mm. like, I got second place, second place for life. <laughs> You're on the podium, but not the top step. <laughs> okay. So do, I, I'm a total, like, I haven't flown uh, anywhere since before the pandemic. So I, I used to travel a bit, but it's been a while. And uh, Wait, is I've that, nev- well, hold on, hold yes, on, go, hold on, yes, hold on. Go on, go for it. You, you haven't flown since... 2019 that's correct sir i have not left uh yeah i haven't left the state of texas since the pandemic that's a weird fun fact my family like members of my family have uh brits traveled she's actually she she went to the airport this morning and is going to virginia for a conference for work my wife Brittany shane say on the podcast talented musician austin area musician um in a band called the Hazy Shades, Bangles cover band, played the other night in Pflugerville, Texas. Went to see that. Fantastic show. Pflugerville. <laughs> Pflugerville. You look at it, you would never know how to say it correctly looking at it. <laughs> it's a weird nope. name. That's a fact. But yeah, so she's traveled a couple of times. Uh, I have not. I'm overdue well, for a, Nor- a New England trip, actually. Here's what I'm going to tell you, though. Here's what I'm telling you. There's a lot of people like yourself that haven't traveled since the pandemic. Maybe they didn't travel for years before the pandemic, and now they're traveling, and they suck at it. So <laughs> I, It must be bad out there because things have changed, right? And that people took a long break, you know? You traveled a bit during the pandemic, I feel like, but not much. A little bit, yeah. I did Not in 2020, but 2021, uh, maybe late 2020. Definitely 2021, I traveled a bit, and then more so 22, and then, and then a good bit this year. Yeah. So It's weird to think about all that, that there that, – <laughs> With it a little bit in the hindsight, it already is kind of foggy, right? Everything that was happening and how strange the world was for a while. We we did a lot of this podcast during that time because we didn't have much else to do, right? Yeah, listen, other people are baking bread. We're baking podcasts, okay? Fuck, fuck kitchen, sourdough. If I, want, <laughs> I want sourdough, I'll go to the damn store. <laughs> seriously, seriously. Like, here's the thing. Here's the thing, okay? You want to plant a, a veggie garden and you want to grow tomatoes, like, that's cool. It's a bad financial investment. You are losing <laughs> money on those tomatoes. You want to bake bread? You're like, I'm going to bake some sourdough. I'll get this 10-pound bag. You just lost money. That's a $100 <laughs> loaf of bread. Okay? The time alone is just not not worth it, man. There's people who do it. They, they, they have a big oven, so they can do a lot of it at once, which actually, actually makes it somewhat not cost prohibitive. Well, and here's the other thing. They're better than you are. <laughs> yeah, they've done it more, longer. They have better flour than you could probably get your hands on anyway. Yeah, they know what they're doing. <laughs> That's a great non sequitur t-shirt for the podcast. Talk show. Fuck sourdough. <laughs> 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 it would make sense to no one. I love it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's good. It's good. I like it. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> So you, uh, so we reintroduced ourselves. It's 2023. Like uh, you, you're doing the fitness thing. What what are some of the like? What are some of the things you've accomplished this year? I I can think of one thing. You you started. You went to an official competition in a new sport. 
tell the listeners what that was. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So I, I did two now, actually, though. I uh, Earlier in September, earlier this year in September, I went to an Olympic lifting competition, uh, which is just, just like you would see in the Olympics, but there's only two lifts. There's the clean and jerk, which is from the floor to your shoulders and from the shoulders to overhead, and the snatch, which is from the floor to overhead in one movement. And your score is the total weight that you lift. And you get how many uh, attempts at each movement? You get three attempts at each. Yeah. And you declare your weight. Like, you pick what you're going to do. Um, and and if you make the lift, you have to go up at least one kilogram, which is uh, just a hair over two pounds. So, in so, in competition, it's always going to be kilograms? Is that how it's done, typically? Olympic lifting is always done in kilograms, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. They get the plate. Actually, do they have the plates that say the kilograms, or do you have to like be doing math in your head? No, no. So that so, yeah, all the plates are kilogram plates. That that's at least that's helpful because like you know the gym I go to the plates are in pounds, so you'd have to be doing like some kind of mental math. Well, and then it's not exact either. So if it's a forty-five pound plate, it's like twenty point zero two five six six seven kilograms. And these European motherfuckers seriously think that makes more sense. <laughs> well, it, it does make more sense. You just had to say a decimal place with a whole bunch of numbers after it. That's that's very that's confusing. Because I, listen, when you put kilograms, I'm I'm being facetious, but it's fun. Here's other. If you just do twenty kilograms, right, straight up twenty k, it's forty. Uh, it's forty four point four four five. It's like another stupid number. Like they just don't convert easily. <laughs> no, it doesn't. That, so, that's fun. Um, so but it also listen. It <laughs> yes. sounds way cooler if you tell somebody you're like, oh, I lifted a hundred kilograms. That sounds super cool. If you told them, oh, I lifted two hundred twenty two pounds, that sounds dumb. It sounds kind of weird say. and arbitrary. It's like, why did you put the two on at the end? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah they're like, well, why didn't you? Why didn't you just do two twenty five? Like, what's wrong? <laughs> what's wrong with you? <laughs> Why did you stop there? Uh, So when you went to the competition, I'm curious. I think we talked about this IRL one time, but now that we're on the pod, uh, what was your experience of like the type of people that were there? I mean, primarily participants. I'm sure there's observers too, but what were the types of people that you encountered and what was your overall vibe or feeling about it afterwards? Uh, So so, uh, one, the setting, it was in the um, American... Heritage Museum, which is in Massachusetts, and it's the they had the two platforms, the two lifting platforms <laughs> set up. This is not an exaggeration. They were set up inside an airplane hangar. Cool. <laughs> and uh, there were still airplanes in the hangar, and there was like this shit from like the twenties, and there was like World War One planes in there, and World War Two planes. There were some crazy airplanes in this hangar. <laughs> that seems like a really fun scene to lift things. Yeah, in. it was awesome, and uh, I felt like I was in a Rocky movie or something. <laughs> and um, yeah, but anyway, the mix of people is really fascinating. It's uh, there are some phenomenal athletes, like incredibly strong and talented individuals, but but on the other end of the spectrum, there's people that. It was their first meet, and they were clearly just very new to Olympic lifting, and they're lifting much lighter weights. But like everybody's just as supportive, and it was super cool to see because uh, everybody's just trying to do their best total. Totally, um, yeah. There's it, there's like a I think in general, there you're trying to beat your 
your you know PR or whatever. You're trying to be better than you were last time. I'm sure everybody. Yes. And then one of the coolest things, you know, coming from cycling or or um, yeah, especially cycling, it's like very male dominated. The uh, the mix of athletes at this meet was sixty percent women. Oh wow, that's really cool. Uh, did they? Oh, it was- do, do they compete against each other in weight classes? I assume. So you you do you compete against other people the same size as you, or is it some? Yeah, other... it's a pretty. Well, yeah, they break it down two ways. So there's there's weight class, but they're pretty uh, broad. It's like twenty pounds difference. Yeah, so not like... it's not like a you know, when you see like martial right. arts and stuff, it's a much smaller uh, weight. Yeah, sports. yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. So, but so they're twenty pound differences. So I competed at. 89 kilograms so huge um so so huge but that means that i was lifting again i was like at the very bottom of the 89 kilogram class yeah you're not 89 you're not 89 kilograms no far from it so i was (laughs) lifting against guys that are that are substantially larger uh and therefore quite a bit heavier than i am uh so um because that's 195 196 pounds. Um, so I guess I was in the middle of that. Anyway, but anyway, uh, yeah, so they do it by weight class, and then they do it by age. So you could be a master's lifter, just like in cycling, you could be a master's lifter, 35 plus, uh, so 35, 39, 40 to 44, et cetera. And that, but then still, like within the age group, there's weight classes. So it's broken down a couple ways. That makes sense. And, so I get, uh, yeah, it's pretty broken down and so you might go to a, a local meet and there might not like i did the second meet and it was like me literally me and 11 college kids <laughs> nice um, so I did you did, did you show i was gonna say did you show them what's up or what <laughs> i did pretty well like yeah i did pretty well there were some kids that were really strong and, and good uh and then you know i was probably in the middle uh the top top third of the weights lifted cool um so that was good. And then, uh, but then because they're all official meets, all your totals and your lifts get logged and ranked nationally. So then if you're going to go to like a national competition, you know, like, oh, okay, I'm going to like just yesterday. Well, today too is the North American open down in, um, I think it's in Tennessee, uh, or Car- one of the Carolinas. Anyway, this is a big national Olympic lifting meet this weekend. People will travel from all over. Cool. So if I'm going as, as a 40 year old, in the 89 kilo uh division i know okay well this is what i'm that's what these guys are lifting or and what you know whatever you have like some idea what you'd need to try to target to to have a good a good competition exactly which is what i think makes um makes the the lifting the sport of lifting i think is really interesting because this weekend is also cyclocross nationals oh geez i didn't even know that I'm tuned out of that this year, but that I love cyclocross. That's awesome. Where are yeah, they doing it this yeah, year? So Louisville, Kentucky. Kentucky. Uh, so, but so like, let's say, let's say I was still racing cyclocross, and I and I'd be racing. My racing age would be 40, uh, and maybe locally I'm smashing it and I'm winning all these races, but you don't really know how you stack up against a guy from Utah or Nevada, Colorado, whatever, because maybe they're smashing it there, but it doesn't mean anything until you race each other right in Olympic totally. lifting, I know if I'm lifting a hundred kilos the guy in Colorado's lifting a hundred kilos 
well, we're, it's the same bar. Like, it didn't change. So when we go head-to-head, it's going to be super competitive. Right. Um, that is kind of cool. Which I think is, yeah, yeah super exciting. Something that you can kind of, it's, it's a real measurable, obviously, <laughs> designed to be measurable. But that's very yeah, cool. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and they cyclocross, totally. bike racing like that, yeah. You, you get people who come in from a different region, and every now and then, you know, we, we think of it, growing up in New England, you think of that as like one of the strongest regions for bike racing. But sometimes people would come from odd places and do very well because there's strong people everywhere. It's crazy. Yeah, like like the one time we had cyclocross nationals in Texas, and I got beat by a motherfucker from Florida. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, but all due respect, you did get what well, you got second or third. I don't remember. I know you were in the podium. You were second, right? I got no. I got second. Yeah, but. yeah, yeah. It that was uh, Masters uh, Nationals when they yeah. chose to put it in Austin for a year, and people went bug fuck because of the trees in the park. And they didn't realize they bikes, the trees. <laughs> they didn't realize bikes were going to go over the roots. It's like. I don't know. I want to dip too far into that. I'm not an expert, but if you look at those trees and you think about how long they've been there and all the different stuff that's happened in the park, some skinny motherfucker on a bike ain't going to take that tree out. Bro, watch out for the roots, man. Come on. <laughs> Save the roots. Save them. The, the, I've, che- I've checked. Those trees are all still there. <laughs> but Yeah, I'm sure they are. I'm sure they are. But you that came in second crazy. in that race on a mistimed sprint, basically, right? Because you, you were right in a front group of three people. Oh, yeah, and this I mean, Florida guy uh, got the edge out of the corner or something. I don't know. No, I I, uh, I recently had a nice reflection about this race. But anyway, uh, I went there to win. I thought I was going to win. I was confident that I could win. We were racing. I knew I could win. We were in the group of like four or five guys for most of the race. And I was like, ah, I can beat all these guys. No problem. And then on the last lap, there was like a set of stairs, like these really aggressive stone stairs. And um, I tripped into the stairs and went from second wheel back to like fifth place. Then I had to take some dodgy St. Germain lines to get back <laughs> up to, to third place. And then I passed the, I passed the second place guy on the descent and like we hit the straightaway and I was faster than the, than uh, the guy from Florida, but he had the gap. So like that, that was it. Just, uh, yeah. Not enough space left, but I just fucked up earlier in the race and, um, and, and I was, like, super bitter about it for a very long time. Uh, and then uh, recently, I was like, oh, it was really a privilege uh, to be in the moment to have the opportunity to win. Oh, yeah. Rather than, like, focusing <clears throat> on the fact that I fucked it up. So, Well, as a friend and one-time training partner, I'll say from the outside perspective... I was screaming my face off and losing my mind because my friend was like looking like he was going to win the race. And <laughs> I know, I know I, what nobody else knew there that day that I did know. I don't know. I think nobody, I don't know. I don't know who else knew, but one thing I knew that they don't know is even though you are smaller in stature, like, um, than the average sprinter, I would say, and you, you look more like you'd be a climber to the outside eye. I know you can sprint. I did, I did then. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I don't well, mean, that was... I don't mean today, but at that time, <laughs> I don't know if the other guys in the group would have eyeballed you as a strong sprinter, but you probably were the strongest sprinter in, of the guys in the group. So, Oh yeah. So had I was we, losing my mind. The, <laughs> yeah. Had we hit the pavement together, it would have been, I mean, it was game over. Like there was no hope. Yeah. But we didn't. So, so anyway, yeah. 
but that, I, I think that's something you, you should feel proud of that was fun to watch as a, as a friend in the park that day. And I think most people don't know unless they, most people, I don't, unless you've been in that position where you can win the race and you know that, like you're, you're in that fitness, you're in that moment, like even, even a guy in the race who's competitively finishing in the top 20, but outside of the podium, it's like, you know, you have a good day, you have a bad day, but you don't, you don't, you never thought you were going to win or you never realistically felt that close to the win. I think the, the sense of frustration that an athlete has when you are realistically in contention and something goes wrong is like a frustration not a lot of people probably can relate to, but it's a very real frustration, I'm sure. Well, it's, it's, uh, you know, like to your point, it's, 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 uh, it's expected that you'll have a good day or a bad day, right? Like you'll feel good, etc. But it's not expected or yeah, it's not expected that like you'll be, you'll have the opportunity to win. And those, those opportunities are so far and few between that when it slips through your fingers, it's just like, Oh, like, <laughs> yeah. a lot goes into that back oh. to that moment, you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. It's a lot of training, I'm sure, to get to that level. But so the the um, <clears throat> that that was a really interesting uh, a competitive event. I have a question to go back to the weightlifting for a second, like because uh, I yeah. I don't know the answer to this part, and it's just kind of a silly detail. But when you're doing the clean and jerk, <clears throat> is there a specification that it has to be like um, split, or is there is it one specific version of the movement, or there's multiple no. ways you can do that movement, right? Yeah, good. Good question. Good question. So you can, you could power clean it if you're strong enough. You could squat clean it if you need to. And then for the jerk, you can, whatever you want to do to get that thing overhead with straight arms, mm. you can do it. So you can split jerk, uh, push jerk. If you're, if it's light, you could uh, push press it. You Or uh, yeah, push press. You could, anything you want, as long as it's overhead. Got it. I was just curious because I, I think most of the time when I've seen like videos of people doing it, they do this split variation, but I didn't know if that was like required or it's just the videos I've seen. Yeah, no, it's more common. So it's more common when it's very heavy or cha you know challenging for someone to do uh, a split jerk. So Interesting. I will. Is I that will a train? Say, so, did a train just go by? Yeah, there goes the train. It's going. <laughs> okay, cool. Wave to the people. Wave <laughs> to the people. Um, I will say so. I I hadn't done any. Uh, formal competition since June of 2022. So it's been like over a year. And I think that this is a plug for competition in general. I think it's super important for people to sign up for a competition. It mm. doesn't matter what it is. Like there's something very special that happens to your psychology when you put yourself under that stress of competing um, and competing just means that like you want to do a good performance for yourself, not necessarily that you're competing for the win or, or whatever, but that you're putting yourself in a purposefully stressful situation. Uh, there's a wonderful psychological adaptation that happens when you do that. And, um, I think it's super important. I would agree with that. I like that. I have not done a competition. As, do that, but. I haven't signed up for anything in a while, but I have always found that to be a true in the sense that it, it helps motivate you, you know, you'll find that, you know, you sign up for, you pay that marathon entry fee or whatever it is, you're the event you want to do. There's a fee maybe up front, 
it's not about the money, but once you've handed that over, you're like, well, damn, now I have to get in the gym. Now I have to like do the work because I don't want to right. throw this money right, out the right, window right. or whatever. It kind of helps you motivate. And and then the, just the, the experience of doing any type of organized competition like that, where you meet the other people who have also made that choice is kind of like, it's, it's good camaraderie. Good to, good to, well, get, you, good to get you out there doing difficult things. Difficult things make people stronger mentally and uh, physically. All right, I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna put it out there right now. Okay, here's mm -hmm. the here's the chat. You versus the commissioner. Oh, jeez. What what do we for, for the listener who maybe somehow stumbles on this after the previous episodes? There's been such a gap. The commissioner is Matt Newell. I believe he likes his name said that way. Is that correct? Yeah, but he he said he prefers it. He prefers yeah, it. like I, just imagine there's seven or eight L's at the end, and that's how you pronounce it. Yep. Yep, yep. He is the commissioner of the uh, podcast, has been for some time. He's in the War Room uh, text thread that we have. And uh, he he's com has competed with us in, in some other stupid challenges that we've done. All right, but here, this one's very, this is straightforward. This is easy. This okay. It's very easy. Okay. Listen, it's $20. $20 I'm going to pay $20 to the winner. Uh -huh. Okay. CrossFit Open 2024. Whoever, whoever wins. Yeah, you suddenly can't hear you. Commissioner. Oh, what do you mean? Up, oh, that's better. Keep that microphone what right. Happened? Just keep that thing right by where the sound comes out. Dude, I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Drifted away sitting, for a second. I'm sitting here. All right. 2020, 2024 CrossFit Open. Whoever wins, you versus the commissioner. Oh Jesus, I'm, I'm screwed. If <laughs> anything is based off of like. Um, List, max well, max weight because <laughs> I think he's considerably stronger than me <laughs> at that point. Yeah, but but I but you I'm just I'm just saying I'm just saying it's, it'll be a good showdown. I, I'm into it. I, I will accept the challenge, but uh, I, I don't think it's going to go well for me. But I will I will uh, I'll give it hell. You don't know that. You wait, know what, that. wait, what month of the year? Do, I'm not like I I do CrossFit for the listener. I I started I joined a CrossFit gym after ridiculing uh, Adam a long time about it. Uh, right at the start of this calendar year and have been regularly attending since. Uh, still terrible at everything, but I do enjoy it now, uh, ironically. So uh, that's an update from previous episodes. But um, I had, did not do anything with the CrossFit Open. I looked at what the workouts were this past year, and I followed Adam along as he competed. But I don't even remember what calendar month that was. Uh, yeah, so they'll announce the first workout on February 29th. Not very long from now, huh? I mean, it, that's it's 10 weeks away. I mean, we have to, we might have to stop the podcast right now. I have to go work out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, speaking of working out, speaking of working out, uh, if anyone out there has any advice, I'm going to be doing a marathon distance row on january 13th as a fundraiser for my daughter's school's pto parent teacher organization uh excellent if you, if you want to support this you can donate one dollar equals 20 meters so uh you can find it on at short handled shovel on instagram there's a link there but anyway if you have any advice on how to survive a marathon row i'd love to hear it, <laughs> so, it. so um Rowing is measured in meters on the erg. How many meters is a marathon? Uh, it is 42,000. 
what is it? 42,194.988 meters. <laughs> Those conversions are always terrible. Um, so let's call it, that's let's call it 42,195. Yeah, sure. That, that works for me. That's quite a bit of rowing. Uh, and, uh, bearing in mind that like a mediocre rower would probably do, uh, what would you say for like a 10K? I, I'm trying to do the math in my head, but I'm... If you were going to sit down and do a 10K... Yeah, I know, and I'm not even saying like elite fitness. I'm just saying like like what would be a benchmark average row for that? Do you think just average? I think like 40, 45 minutes, fifty under fifty minutes. Yeah, so you're thinking about that times roughly four. Uh, yeah. So they did it at the speaking of CrossFit. They did it at the CrossFit Games a few years ago. The uh, the marathon distance as an event. Yes. On the row, yes. that's that's cool. And uh, the fastest time was two hours and 43 minutes and 50 seconds, which is fast as shit. That's what, yeah. And also, like, I mean, not wow. <laughs> the flip side of that is I believe they televise those things now. So I don't, that would not play well on TV watching people row for three hours. They, well, they, tele, they televise that one too, actually. That's wild. Uh, I, I don't think that makes good TV, but it is as a, it's competitively awesome. Like to see people that fit, try to do that fast. That's cool. Yeah. I can't imagine it was good. Let's see the slowest time, uh, three hours and 22 minutes and 54 seconds. Dang. What pace is that? I'm not going to find that out anyway, but but it's, it's, it's considerable bit of rowing even at an average pace. And if you're putting any oomph in it in places, it's, you know, that's still, no matter, I mean, can't speed them up that much. You're going to be out rowing for hours, whatever you do. Right. Hey, also speaking of rowing, uh, Scott Sullivan, <laughs> are you still are you still doing the uh, Concept Two Holiday Challenge? Am I doing it? Yes. Am I doing well at it? No. But <laughs> do I plan Do I plan to stubbornly get to 100k by the 23rd? Yes, I still do. It's going to take some days of significant effort <laughs> due to my uh, non-consistency over the last couple of weeks, but uh, I have not well, given up. Sun- it's 10K Sunday. Wait, how many meters did you do on your Rowathon day last weekend? No, so the Rowathon was actually supposed to be yesterday and my parents decided they wanted to come over because they're in town uh, and so I did not go. But I'm going to simulate it in my garage with a movie on my TV so that's my plan. How many how many meters are you at? Where are you at? I we're, let's not talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anybody that's anybody that's wondering, Concept Two, which is the manufacturer of the rower, uh, they do a holiday challenge every year, Thanksgiving to Christmas Eve every year. Uh, this year's thirty-two days. Uh, you get thirty-two days to row either one hundred thousand or two hundred thousand meters. For every meter you do over 100,000, they donate to a charity. You can choose the charity they donate to on your behalf, um, but they give away tens of thousands of dollars, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, Very cool. And if you do the 200,000 meter distance, you get an enamel pin in the mail. <laughs> Adam likes pins, so that, that's a significant. That's significant for him. Um, that's very oh. that's very cool. I, I I have been rowing. I have not been rowing enough to comfortably get to the 100k unless I put in a couple big days. So that's going to be on the agenda. Okay. All right. Leave it All at right. that. All right. <laughs> so 
So, well, so uh, how are we going to find out if speed. we got to find out if the commissioner's in on this other challenge as well? He's in. No, it's, it's decided. It's decided. Okay, it's pre-decided. <laughs> you've it's spoken decided. for. You've spoken for him. <laughs> I've spoken on his behalf. <laughs> Fair enough. That's cool. I mean, Matt's done the open. Excuse me. Matt's done the open uh, every year, I think, for like the last almost ten years. So. Yeah. So uh, I'm in, I'm in year around. one, but he's the guy who got you into this in the first place. So he's got the experience uh, going Correct. on his side there big time. <laughs> Correct. All right. Hey, I just did the math on these, on these CrossFit games, marathon rows. Okay. The let's let's hear time, the pace. The fastest time was a pace of one minute 56.4 for 500, which is fast. Ridiculous. That's I mean, ridiculous. it's, it's manageably fast for a short distance. It's that's a that's a tough pace for a long distance. That is a, that is yeah that's bonkers. Yeah. Uh, and the the slowest guy uh, was two minutes and twenty four seconds, which is still to sustain that for that long would not be easy for anybody. That's not like terrible. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I have no idea what kind of goal to set for this thing to do it. So I'm just gonna. I don't know. I'm just gonna go for it. I'd like to do it in three hours. That would be fantastic, but I don't know. Dorky, I'm just going to fall apart. Dorky question. Uh, when you do it, how are you going to set the rower up in terms of like, do you use the drag factor? Do you use the, do you have a damper setting that you always use? Like, how are you going to set it up for rowing that long? Does it matter? Oh, do you think I'm a big, I'm a big drag factor guy uh, now. And uh, so I'll set it between like 125 and 130. Okay. Uh, drag factor which usually puts a damper like around five or six yep and then um and then i'll try and keep the stroke rate really low like 20 or 22 maybe 24 but somewhere in there and i'm just gonna line up a little bench of snacks and water bottles next to me <laughs> like it's a it's a long bike ride and uh have we'll have at it. yeah you're gonna watch something or listen to something while you do it do you think well no, uh, but I'm going to be, we're going to do it at the gym on the 13th. We've got oh, like okay. four, four people that are supposed to do it. Um, but I'm going to set it up in the lobby. Like when you walk in <laughs> and with a little, with a little sign and a QR code. So you can, you can donate to Very it. So it'll cool. be right there. Right Very there in cool. Your face I like, I like how in your face it is. <laughs> Well, so I was talking to I was talking to Jade, the owner. I said, "Hey, I'm do this thing." He goes, "Oh, you should just do it right in the lobby." He's like, "We'll put up a sign." I was like, "Really?" He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, it'll be great." <laughs> All right, it's cool. Said, right. I love that. All right, cool. So, that's, that's very good. cool. Uh, all right, Scott. I don't. We can't end this podcast before we before we uh, which I don't think we're quite ready to. Yeah, but I want to hear about your um, disdain for uh, the American hero Elon Musk. Oh, jeez. <laughs> um. <laughs> So Elon Musk comes up in the news, obviously, for everybody, right? Like, he's, he's very um, culturally uh, present at the moment. But it's particularly egregious in Central Texas because he has moved here, he's, you know, to some portion of the year. He, you know, his main compound, I guess, here. He also has bought up a ton of land out in uh, the Bastrop area. Um, and for a while, I was going to these events at this family farm that's out there, different seasonal events that they would hold. Really cool location. It was called Barton Hills Farm. Uh, I believe the family, uh, the land, they don't have the land credit. I don't know if he bought it, if Elon bought it. But anyway, he bought up this whole corridor of Bastrop that leads out uh, 
to where this farm was, and I noticed it because I was driving along, and you, he's at the Boring Company, which is his company that builds tunnels, I guess, is on one side of the road, and there's like Tesla factory on the other side of the road, and uh, he's quite a bit of land out there. So anyway, he's very like present in the area where I live, aside from all the stuff with you know Twitter or X or whatever, and then and that stuff online. So <clears throat> I find him to be my issue with Elon Musk. I'll get on my little soapbox here for a minute. Aside from whether you like him or not, politics, all those things, put aside for a minute the weird, crazy stuff that he says sometimes and whatever else. My 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 premise is my foundational belief about Elon Musk is that he is actually stupid. So <laughs> I, I don't buy any of the mythology that he's a genius, either scientifically or in business. I think he's he's your standard fail upward character who's failed upward for a long time. Uh, and, and, you know, to, to amazing wealth. Uh, and then we can go into like how much of that wealth is, uh, real or conceptual. You know, a lot of his wealth is in the value of his companies, which is debatable what the values of said companies are. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not a huge fan. Adam, I, I went off on a tirade about it in a text, I think at one point. And Adam was like, no man, what's wrong with Elon? Seriously, what's wrong with Elon? And then he like called me and was like, "Why are you so mad at Elon? What's wrong with you?" <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, listen, I just I just checked I just checked Reddit and uh, of course Reddit says is Elon Musk stupid? And uh, <laughs> well, the yeah. answers the answers are he's not stupid. He's just an idiot. <laughs> that's really that's a good point. What's the there's different ways of, of, of defining intelligence. Uh, uh, I, when I say stupid, I don't mean like can't form a sentence or, you know, I, lacks the ability to read or write. I just think he left to his own devices. Uh, a lot of the companies probably wouldn't got to where they are. He has a lot of smart people, I believe, who work for him, who keep the ventures that he's, you know, started uh, on, on some kind of path forward you know what i mean because i don't think left to his own devices they would have gotten very far and the the truth really the proof is in the pudding a little bit with twitter because that's one of the the things he owns that i think he's is he's the most in charge uh, of I, be, I believe you mean I, be, I believe you mean x yes x which by the way horrible name <laughs> like twitter was i don't know take it or leave it but at least it kind of had a little sounds nah, like some x. yeah x Bro, it's x but then no wait 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 i have a question question yes, question, yeah, question, yes, question. Yes, yes. Are they still tweets? I I think it's so funny because in I read I read in the New York Times in the morning. That's like the the main newspaper I'll read in the morning. I, I look at some other things too. But but whenever I've noticed that whenever it's mentioned in the New York Times, they, they're kind of forced into this Twitter like uh, X, formerly known as Twitter. So it never even gets said as X by itself in writing. It's usually X, the site formerly known as Twitter. So oh, yeah. I googled it. The, Are they the New tweets? York Times? Nope, the New York Times says they are now called posts. Uh, yeah, he even ruined a tweet. He, he ruined the signature thing that it was. <laughs> because they changed the button. I guess the button, I haven't used Twitter in, in I don't even know how long. But, uh, or X, whatever the fuck it is. Uh, they changed the name of the button from tweet to post. Oh my goodness. That's, it. and you know, you look at, it, you look at how badly this has gone for him so far. And I think he's, it's, one of his projects that he probably has the most uh, individual control over, you know, cause it's his little pet project and it's not going great. <laughs> how would you, I mean, how do you use the site anymore, Adam? Do you find yourself no, using I, it at all? I, 
I don't. You know what's funny? I don't. I don't log into it. One of my email accounts is still linked to. I don't know what setting it is, but it randomly will email me tweets or posts. And it, and it's I like, don't appreciate it's like, that. Oh, it's like Jerry said, blah blah blah, and I'm like, I have no context for this. Like, what is this? <laughs> no idea. So they're just trying to rope me in, but I don't. I haven't. I haven't taken the bait yet. Yeah, that's. I. I, I used to. Um, this will be kind of fun because I've never said this in public. I don't think. But uh, I, I did for a while have my own Twitter account, but it was uh, in the persona of the city bus that I used to ride a lot called the three bus. <laughs> it's one of my favorite Twitter accounts of all time. <laughs> I haven't looked. I, I don't I don't even think I can get into it anymore. At some point, I think I either forgot the password or I don't know. But I, when I used to ride the city bus, I thought it was funny to tweet from the perspective of the bus. <laughs> and um, and uh, even to the point where I think at one point there was a, did, I don't know if it was you. I forget how it came about, but there was a rival bus, a Twitter account at one point that they didn't like each other. It was the seven bus and the and the three bus. But um, oh yeah, but I just assumed that you made both of them. I think I did, but now I don't even remember. This is many years ago. This is prior to me even. Fin- this is when I was in nursing school and very poor and very busy and like on the bus all the time because I had to get to and from my job and the campus and all this stuff. So I was on the bus an inordinate amount of time. So I was listening to podcasts and tweeting as the three bus. That was how I passed the time on the city bus. So it was uh, different times. But uh, but anyway, my point was I that was my only experience as a user of Twitter, and it was a long time ago uh, during a phase where I think it was mostly people trying to get off jokes. Was a lot of what Twitter seemed like at the time. I think it's st- I think it still is. Okay. So, <laughs> so I gotta say the three bus. By the way, you should bring this back because the three bus. I'm just gonna throw this out there. Was pretty successful. It had 287 followers. Okay. Well, it had some followers, and the funniest thing about it was at one point there was an Austin podcast. I didn't, I, you know, I can't remember the name of it. No disrespect to whoever ran this podcast, but there was an Austin podcast that was like, you know, entertainment and things to do around Austin themed type podcast. And they had started following the three bus and then they were sliding in my DMs trying to get me to be on the podcast like as that character. And I was like, I don't know how that would work. Like I'm a human. The bus, it, it, the joke kind of isn't as funny without looking at a picture of a bus on the Twitter, <laughs> you know, icon. It's kind of, it's, I don't know how to do this as a bit on a podcast. I didn't. <laughs> September 25th, 2018. Holla at your bus. <laughs> September September 26, 2018. Frustrated when you're frustrated by the overall bus experience. <laughs> it's pretty good. Oh, my God. Those were the days. This is, this is funny. Uh, <laughs> August, August 21st, 2018. No pants, no chance. Hashtag bus rules. <laughs> <laughs> the, oh my god! Okay, read one. I gotta let the read. Find one more that's funny while I let the dog back in. Okay. <laughs> May 29th, two thousand eighteen. Laps. That's literally it. One word. Laps. Period. Nothing, nothing else. Uh, twenty May twenty ninth, two thousand eighteen. I'm out here dropping rubber on roads. <laughs> That was oh part- my god! Yeah. <laughs> Good May May twelfth. Running more lights than uh, Austin Energy out here sucks. <laughs> 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 oh, 
running <laughs> running roots like Jerry Rice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, these are funny. <laughs> I forgot about most of those. The big part of the three bus persona was that it was aggressive and unkind to, to other people and they very braggadocious. <laughs> uh, let's see. July 16th, uh, 2019. Who's getting on the bus today, y'all? It's lit in this public transit shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. What's it? Oh, hashtag that light rail trying to eat my lunch. Hashtag five buses gross. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot well, that the, the the people that followed that account in the beginning that were public uh, transportation enthusiasts, uh, I had a couple of them DM me and be like, "Why are you gonna talk shit about the other kinds of public transit?" Like, <laughs> like it's well, a character. Uh, I don't know. They were mad that I do, like, I talk shit about the light rail all the time. The uh, the three bus is also uh, he's, he's very political uh, and and would retweet. Um, Oh God! I don't a lot of different people. <laughs> <laughs> that was probably towards the end of the account when I was losing interest in it. I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, know. That's it's funny. The, it's, yeah, you got shit about Ted Cruz. There's all sorts of stuff in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God, this is funny. <laughs> oh, this is here. You go. Here you go. Here you go. Did you hear you talking shit? Trains got no brains. I hustle with the best. North, south, wherever white people fucking up real estate. I'm your boy. <laughs> hashtag talk like a pirate day i i don't know I, I don't know i think that was what was trending maybe i don't know oh man and then this is this is good you went from july 5th uh <laughs> i'm scared i because some of the i really don't remember most of these so it's scary this is fun july 5th 2017 let's be real cat metro atx that light rail train is a silly ass bitch <laughs> rails <laughs> Rails are for snails, son. <laughs> oh my god! And then I don't remember. Fast, I don't remember why I disliked the light rail train that much, but it was—it's funny. <laughs> and then fast forward to September nineteenth. So you got like a you know three month gap, and then you, oh your only tweet is I ain't dead yet, fuckers. <laughs> oh my god! I think, why is the bus so angry? I, I, <laughs> Because the author is sitting on the bus oh pissed god. off. He doesn't have a car, probably. Oh my god. I'm literally crying. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tell, You know what? I, I, I do want to claim, while we were talking about this, I would, this would never come up unless you brought this up, but I, I, the, the three bus did accomplish one thing, one real tangible thing. Um, so my stop when I would go, I used to work at the Domain, way up in North Austin, which is where the Specialized Store is now. Oh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, that was in an early phase of the domain. It was not as developed as it is now. And the huge soccer stadium for Austin FC that's kind of right across the street um, from the back end of the domain, uh, that didn't exist yet at the time. <clears throat> and so there was this intersection where I would get on and off the bus that was the closest I could walk to my job. It was still a good walk. But anyway, it was the shittiest bus stop in Austin. There was, it was in absolutely no cover or shade. Um, incredibly hot, just kind of area, busy, you know, four, you know, two lane roads intersecting. It was just like, if it was a hundred out, this bus stop was 110. It was like just an awful bus stop, terrible place to stand and wait for a bus. And I, I don't remember if it's even on the account still, but at one point 
uh, I tweeted like a picture of how shitty it was, <laughs> like something about how much I disliked it, and then actually DM'd somebody at Cat Magic. Anyway, I was up their ass for a while about this bus stop, and they actually put a bench and a shade cover and all the shit there, <laughs> like not that long okay. after I started harassing them. So if you're somebody who takes the three bus and you're ever at that stop <laughs> up on Burnet and whatever the cross street is by the domain, and you're sitting in the shade, that's because of me, bitches. <laughs> Good, good work, good work. I, you should go. You should go take a selfie with it. Uh, <laughs> listen, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end. This is this is such a beautiful series of uh, of tweets. Let, all right, these are the last three, and then I'm I'm done with this. This was amazing. Uh, September 10th, 2015. How long ago? That's eight years ago. Sad to announce the end of the three bus on Twitter. I loved you all, space, but it's time to move on. Hashtag never forget. The next tweet, October October twenty eighth, two thousand fifteen, and it's it's a mention. The seven bus. Be careful. The three bus will take you to slaughter. Make sure you get off before you reach the end of the line. <laughs> and then, which I'm thinking is a pun. Like, does it take you down to slaughter? <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I can't tell you what it meant. No, like the road. Does it take you to slaughter? It does. It goes all the way to slaughter lane. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's funny. And then, <laughs> and then, uh, November third, two thousand fifteen. This is the best part. Halloween was so spooky, it brought the three bus back from the dead to haunt Austin streets with spooky late runs and scary rider hygiene. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Came back for oh. one more hit. Oh god! Well, I'll tell then, you, man. Yeah. kept it up for another four years. <laughs> it, it, it was sort of like, you know, retiring, coming back. Just couldn't yeah. could, couldn't leave the drama alone. <laughs> this is, this is too, it's too good. It's too good. Yeah. I still, I, I still chuckle sometimes when I, because the three bus is, the interesting thing about the three bus is it's one of the routes in Austin that goes from the furthest north to the furthest south. Like you can literally take that bus line entirely across the city. So you see it everywhere. <laughs> and the other day, actually, it's funny. The other day I noticed um, that the uh, Williams racing team had plastered uh, Albon and uh, Sargent on the side of a three bus. And I was like, oh man, <laughs> of all the F1. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so of all the F1 teams to end up on the three bus, it was the Williams boys. It was the, whatever, whatever beer sponsor they have. Uh, I think paid for. I can't remember what beer they're sponsored by, so it must not be a good ad. I was just <clears throat> dazzled by Alex Albon's frosted tips, I guess. I don't know. That dude's hair, dude. It's ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, uh, wow. We went, uh, down a, we went down an interesting alley I didn't foresee. <laughs> me me either. I'm really glad that that happened because that was, whew, that yeah. was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it was a Man. different time. Uh, you, so you don't use – so let's bring this back to reality for a second. Do you use that website X, formerly known as Twitter, anymore at all? Well, I just, I just did. I just, log- I just yeah. followed the seven bus. <laughs> it nice. comes back from the dead. Um, uh, I don't even know who I am on here. I am. Who am I? <laughs> I think I have two Twitters actually. I, I do remember oh. you being on there uh, at, at that time that I was using it, but man, that was a while ago. I'm, I'm king of the apples. I thought I had a short-handled shovel one too, but. Um, 658 followers dude you're on fire god although elon would say that, that you know there could be some bots in there he was very remember when he uh, was very concerned about the bots uh 
when he when he <laughs> first of all like he 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 was <laughs> he was forced by contractually forced to buy Twitter. That's funny already. Like he talks so much shit and then he tried to back out of the sale and they're like, nah, buddy, you already did too much. You can't do that. That was wild, right? <laughs> I feel like people forget that he, he he talked all that shit about buying Twitter, offered an inflated price, and then when he realized how stupid he was behaving, he tried to get out of it, but it was too late. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you know. And yeah. so well, you yeah. you forced me to make a public opinion about him, and I I I, I bared my heart. I said what I really think about Elon. What do you that think? Was of, very legit, very mm-hmm. legitimate answer. What 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 are your thoughts on the on the man? Oh, and the Cybertruck. I want your take on Elon and your take on the Cybertruck. Uh, my take on Elon is that is that uh, I think he's a weirdo, frankly. Uh, but I think it's funny. I think when people are weirdos but they're public figures, they get judged for being weirdos. But if he was that weird and he just lived here in Ferrisburg, nobody would give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, don't, you know I mean? don't leave like, your kids alone near Elon. The guy's fucking weird. Like it, you know, and he took he took a gamble. Like, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I always think it's funny people's. Um, I don't really have an opinion one way or the other, uh, frankly. But I think it's I'm entertained. I'm entertained, and I just like to give you a hard time about it. But I'm entertained. <laughs> people, get, people get so fired up about um, about people that are just in the public the public sphere. I you know, usually God, fuck it. I usually don't, you know, I feel like in general, I try to avoid that. like, I have no real opinion. Like some people like to, you know, rant about how stupid the Kardashians are, this or that, like, you know, have big opinions about these like reality stars or public figures in general. And I I try to like, you know, politics matters because it shapes our lives. But like when it comes to these, like just entertainment type people, I try to just not even give my mind the space to think about it. But uh, there's something about Elon where it's hard to look away. It's just such a, I don't know. It gets me on some level. And I think, and I think like, uh, yes, yeah, yeah. There's this other thing that happens, which is funny to me, where people are like, oh, Elon's not that smart. Like, he didn't really send the, the shuttle into space, and he didn't do all this shit with tests. Yeah. Notice, neither does any other CEO in the world. Yeah. Knucklehead. You made that yeah, argument with me. <laughs> you, you made that argument with me on the phone when we talked about it, and I had to give it up. I was like, that's true. I, I don't have a retort that, like, you know, if you you can apply that same argument to pretty much all CEOs of major companies across the board, like they're they're. I the, think like anything, right? Like, yeah, yeah. I yeah, want yeah, I don't yeah. want to I don't want to get political, so I don't really want to talk about the political component of this, but I just want to make an analogy that that proves your point. They pulled those, um, they pulled all of those presidents of of uh, a couple of the major colleges in front of Congress the other day to just try and corner them on uh, different topics about the you know, Semitism, anti-Semitism on campus, um, all that business. And Oh, is that what that dumb, that dumb, anyway, yeah, yeah, that dumb fuck. I know what you're talking about. But, yes. but the, the takeaway, though, is all three of the college presidents really stumbled and didn't seem like they were uh, intellectually up for the challenge of being interviewed. They hadn't really forethought, like, how complex the corners they were going to get pushed into were, and it, they just didn't seem mm. up to the moment. And it made me think, you know, these people are – there, people that being a, a president of a college is a lot like being the CEO of a big company. You're there to look good and uh, say platitudes at meetings, you know, and hopefully have some vision for where the company goes as well, right? But like, they're not always. I think a lot of times it's the people a couple step down the ladder there that are doing the lion's share of the of the heavy lifting. And you could it looked that way when they were getting interviewed. Let's leave it at that. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
you know, I think, you know, I don't know who you, I know you work for a company that's pretty big and there's a boss somewhere. So I'm not talking about you, Adam's boss, but uh, I'm sure, <laughs> you know, a big part of that job is, is directing the culture and the direction of the company. I don't know what else it is, but I think that's probably a big part of it. Right. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Adam will yeah, not speak to this. So. He, don't speak to it. <laughs> anyway, so wait. I mean, cyber. I, I think you're right, though. I think you're right. I, th I think there's probably some truth to, to my take on that. But uh, Specialized is a good company, as far as I can tell. They, they they didn't give us those bikes that one time, but I'm a, I'll let them go on that one. Okay. All right. All right. I mean, fair, <laughs> fair, fair, fair. It's just an inside uh, inside story. We won't air out on the podcast. Um, my last racing bike uh, was a specialized last bike I raced on was a specialized. So I'm, I'm on team specialized. Right? Yep. Oh, the red one, the red LA. Yep. That I think that was the last like regularly raced bike that I, I mean, I have my circle. I, I still, and I have competed on that. I believe in, uh, in Austin once or twice at the driveway series for the astute listener might recognize the name driveway. Very cool race series. The, uh, I just realized, by the way, that uh, at some point my Twitter has been hacked. Oh! And uh, and I was posting all sorts of stuff like, check out these sweet NFTs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're slinging apes! You're slinging dope apes on your Twitter. That's, your ex. That's funny. Right. I, I'll bet you. It changed, it changed the password. There we go. Yep. I I I'm sure I will have to do a password reset if I tried to do anything with the three bus. But that's funny. That is. What a what a knucklehead. So so Elon, we, we got your take on Elon. He's a goofball. What do you think about the Cybertruck? Have you seen one IRL? Apparently no, there was one or there was one at F one when we were there, I think, but I didn't I didn't see it. Oh, there was? Yeah, there was somebody oh, I, I saw some posting about it after the fact that apparently there was one parked somewhere at Coda. Um maybe it was Elon's, maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Oh, uh Yeah, I no, there's one that's supposedly around here somewhere, and uh, people have shared pictures of it on the interstate and things like that, but I haven't seen it. Um, I, you know, I like the Cybertruck. Just oh, saying. Okay. I think... I think. Uh, Are we talking about aesthetically I, or in principle or all of the above? All of the above. Like, I kind of like, like the aesthetic to me. <laughs> it's, like big, it's like a big fuck you. Like, <laughs> I, you know, yeah. I don't know. I it's like I just like the I don't give a shit. Like this is what it is. It's functional. It's aerodynamic. Like I don't, all those things make good sense to me. There's an argument I wasn't aware of. I, I haven't done any research on this, but somebody uh, had posted in like the local cycling pedestrian advocacy group here, the Vermont one, um, that the uh, Cybertruck tests very poorly for cyclist and pedestrian. Um, incidences really is something it, about the, the angles of you know the front end angle or, or something like that i don't i don't i don't know what the details were but uh it didn't perform well that would be so. interesting to look into that that's that would be problematic <laughs> obviously uh if they're well if they're extra dangerous i guess but um yeah i guess I it remains so, to be seen so here's yes i i it's worth looking into but it's one of those context questions right like if you were buying a Cybertruck and you're mostly, oh, hello, Earth. Yeah, Earth wanted to get on the mic for a second there, apparently. Uh, if you're buying a Cybertruck and you're mostly commuting to your to your job and you're on the highway, like, there's no pedestrians on the highway. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> There shouldn't be. <laughs> 
well, generally speaking. Yep. But it's the same thing. Like, I've seen the same argument where people are like, oh, this new GMC pickup truck, the front end is, like, so high. These, these don't belong in neighborhoods and urban environments. And I'm like, well, frankly, that's not what that truck is made for. So, like, <laughs> you know, it seems like a funny argument to be like, that truck's too big. You're like, yeah, it's a fucking truck for doing <laughs> truck things, not for going to get your groceries. You know, so, like, it's not the designer's fault for making the truck more truck-like because it should. It's, it's people, the people who bought it. Yeah, want, it's just like that's a, a weird truck. argument. I, I'm, I'm yeah, reserving my judgment on the Cybertruck till I see one IRL. I'm curious what how it's equipped for doing truck things. Like you, I can't tell from looking at it, like how much you can fit in it and how practically you, you would fit things. Like, you know, I can't picture anybody going to a job site with one of those things. You know what I mean? I mean, I don't think you get it. If you're like a, if you're like a, tr a tradesman, right? Like you ain't buying a cyber truck. Yeah. It's, it's not really for that. that other but, but there are people no, who but, have trucks that don't really do truck things with them. They like no, the aesthetic. But, but I, but, but so I'm just wondering, does this, does, does this truck have the capability of doing some of those things? I don't know the answer. I haven't seen the interior at all. All the pictures I've seen have been exterior pictures. Yeah. It, it, so there's a good video that's floating around of like a, a cyber truck drag racing a Porsche 911. Yes. On like a drag, on a drag strip. But the cyber truck is also towing another Porsche 911 on a trailer. <laughs> I've seen and that the video. Cyber, yes. the cyber truck wins. So like, I mean, you know, it could tow things. I believe so. when I saw that, and I don't know if it was in our text thread, maybe it was in our text thread, but I think somebody had highlighted the first, the furry first comment on that clip was, I'd still take the, what is it, a Porsche? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd still, still take, take the Porsche. Porsche. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I thought that was a pretty I, good. But it, I think, I mean, I don't know. I haven't seen one uh, in real life. I think you could do trucky stuff with it, though. Like, if you're going to go to the dump or you're going to go to Lowe's and get some, some wood to do, like, it's going to do all that or yeah. you're going to go mountain biking or camping and like whatever, like throw stuff in there, fishing, like it'll do all that regular weekend truck activity. Yeah. But at a premium price uh, and your neighbors will be slightly intimidated when they see it, I guess, or, or they'll Dude, just no, be mad about it. I don't know. Do you know how much an F-150 is these days? I do not. Oh, you're talking money, money. So, they are so expensive. Like, like ballpark. 75 that's quite a bit of money for a truck and yes what, what that's quite a bit of inflation with it right i mean i feel like it's always been expensive but not that expensive right i don't the have trucks, I, i've never been in the truck market i don't really know i don't know what happened like even a tacoma if you buy a tacoma the smaller truck there's they start at 35 and then they go up from there so if you get like one that you like it's probably 40k the tundra is like 55 and up like they're all super expensive yeah, it's interesting. That's yeah. I guess you know, throughout those pandemic well, years, a lot of things experienced pricing increases that I don't think are ever going to turn around, just because things I went back that, to essential normal. I think the set the Cybertruck starts at sixty, so it's right in the ballpark of like regular truck price. But then you don't pay gas and all that other shit. So, um, is it fully electric? I don't know the answer to that either. It's it's not like a hybrid type. Yeah, situation. yeah, yeah. It's fully electric, no, 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 right? No, no, like no. most. That's what they. Yeah, that's what I thought. But that other truck that's out there, the Rivian, I don't know if you've seen those, the Rivian pickup truck, those are like 80 grand, 85 oh, wow. grand. I've seen a few of those yeah. in town. Yeah. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Not, I, I, what's the, one day I aspire to be a truck guy someday. <laughs> I think you should get that little, you get that little Ford Maverick. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Put it's a, like put a, a little, a little truck. 
for for the listener uh, who doesn't know, I drive a little hatchback. <laughs> I, I, that was my first car after, gosh, over maybe a decade plus of not having a car at all, like being just a, a bike and bus commuter. So uh, I was thrilled to have the hatchback, and I've had it long enough now that I'm like I would like a bigger vehicle. But you know, it's all perspective. For a long time, having the, mean, to, having the ability to to drive, and then I I've actually gotten quite a bit of the interior of the car is pretty banged up because I've put wood from Lowe's in there and a lot of things that really barely fit. <laughs> I've, I've done some some truck shit with that little car, but uh, you know, little cars have their place. Little cars have their place. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's good. No, it's a good little car. I, I want to say and, I listened back to the last episode that we ever did uh, last night, not the entirety of it, but I skipped around a bit just because I wanted to see what we had talked about. And I was cracking up at the um, the story of how you had to use a set of clamps and some zip ties to fix the brake line on your truck <laughs> during the IRR. I had, I had uh, kind of forgotten about that story, and I, I I stopped and listened to the whole retelling of that part of the story because it was pretty funny and amusing. I forgot I forgot about that too. I'm gonna see if I can find the picture of that guy that helped us out. I'll post it up on on uh, on Instagram. He's a hero. Yep, He's a hero. Respect. <laughs> People's champ. People's champ. Uh, all right. Is that it? What do you got? I, I think we did it, man. I, what you got? Anything else you, on your mind? You want you want to get out there into the world? No, I don't. I don't think so. I think we covered uh, a lot of the hits. I think you were going to tell actually, you were going to talk talk shit about my my squat or something like that. I don't remember what you said in the text thread. There was something about that. Oh, your something about your overhead squat. Yeah, I don't know what I was going to say. I think I had an idea, but it's, it's not. A, idea uh, for a zinger. I'm not good at the overhead squat, folks. It's uh, there's a, some uh, shoulder mobility issues there, but that that's a separate topic altogether. It's uh, it's Hanukkah right now, right? So happy Hanukkah! Yeah, the, uh, people happy. celebrating Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah to those folks. Christmas is coming soon. Oh, I, I I'm curious. Don't play this episode. Oh, Hanukkah's, we're smack dab in the in the middle. Oh really? no, I guess we're not. It started started on the seventh. Okay, so the yeah, there's there's some time left on that. Um, what was my question? Oh, uh, what is your daughter's area of interest present wise this year? Is there like a, a, a particular interest that, that has been expressed or what's up with her? She's funny. She's a funny kid. She doesn't get like super hyper focused on that stuff, which I think is good. Yeah. Uh, she wanted like some Legos, uh, some actually one of the things that she's asked for repeatedly, which is very funny to me, oh, is I... <laughs> a squirrel stuffed animal. That's cool. I like that. A particular one like, or just in general? Like the idea? No, of... just in, just in general. Just the idea of a squirrel stuffed animal. She's really hell-bent on. Um, awesome. Which I think is, you know, I don't know. I think that's very entertaining. So <laughs> I like that. I want to see. Uh, I, I look forward to seeing the, uh, the end product there. <laughs> which yeah, one, which yeah, one gets yeah. chosen. So, uh, so that'd be good. But no, I think other than that... Uh, our children, for the listener who may recall, our, our children are only a few weeks apart in, in age. And so they're, they're at the same, well, they're different, uh, I guess all kids are, and where they're at in their development, you know, like what their interests are and everything. But they're similar in age. And so I feel like this year for Ali also is one where there isn't a hyper-focused interest. He, he does like video gaming. Uh, so there's video game related stuff, but it's like uh, the like, Oh, I'm into Spider-Man now, or oh, I'm into um, this Star Wars Legos or whatever. I feel like that that type of real like hyper focus is kind of 
not there this year as much as it has been the previous years, which is kind of interesting. It makes the gift shopping, giving a little more uh, open-ended, like not as clear cut, you know? Yeah. 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 Which is at the same time, like fun, but also it can be more challenging. Frankly. Yeah. It's not as uh, easy. <laughs> well, one thing I am excited. I put together this little uh, toolbox. So like a small little plastic toolbox. She already has like a couple actual tools, like a hammer and some other stuff. But I've got a few more tools to put in there uh, because we're supposed to build, at least start building, a treehouse uh, this summer. Oh, so that's exciting. Like the treehouse apprentice kit. I um, like it. Yep. So it should be fun. Yeah. Get her on the job. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's right. Fun. That's, that's fun. right. I did a project not that long ago with my friend Dave uh, that involved pouring a lot of concrete uh, and building, like, kind of essentially some walls, more or less. Uh, and, uh, and it took uh, the better part of a weekend. I was there, like, I think on two different days. And um, his daughter, who is just, like, I guess a year older than, than our kids, uh, Brooklyn, she was uh, on the job all day long <laughs> doing little tasks and kind of, like, trying to be the foreman. Like, there's a couple times she's like, this looks crooked over here. You know, this guy was awesome. <laughs> she, was, she was great. So it's fun when they get to that age that they can participate, however, uh, you know. Sometimes helpfully, yeah. sometimes not, but at least be like kind of participate a bit in those things. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a great book that we read. I don't know if we have it or if we got it from the library, but it was about this dad and this uh, daughter that built a shed. Nice. Uh, and like they went and got the wood and like they did those things and like they finished it and like the shed was like maybe a little bit crooked and then they just made a joke that it like keeps the dragons out and they painted it. That's a good story. I like so, it. Uh, yeah, anyway, we're going to hopefully do the treehouse uh, this summer. So. I like it. CBD. Yep. 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 I love it. So, uh, and then let's see, 2024 is just around the corner. What's your prediction on the next time we'll do this podcast? (laughs) We're going to have to do a recap of the open, I guess. So, Oh no, we're going to, that's out there. January. Yeah. January. We're going to do January. And then we're going to do, uh, here's what we're going to do. We're going to do January. We're going to do early February. And then we're going to do a short uh, episode on either February 29th or March 1st with you and Matt. And I'm going to place my bets on who's going to win the workout. We'll do that for the, for the, for the three weeks of the Open. Will, will, okay. Will we know the workout at that time? Or not? Yeah, yeah. They're going to tell. They're going to tell us on the 29th. So that's what I mean. Like, we'll right, wait. So we'll wait till or they drop. We the... could even. <laughs> We could do it live. We, we could should. Do it while we should. Yeah, it. we should get. We should get the call started before they drop it, like a few minutes before, and then record our reactions to the workout, and then your predictions of what's going to happen. That would be. Yeah, great. I think that that's how we should do it. But anyway, <laughs> we're gonna do it. We're gonna do an episode uh, next month. Okay, sounds great. I think I think we did it. I forget how it ends. Do you remember how it ends? Oh yes, it ends. We say uh, this podcast has ended. Let us go with peace. Ah, I love it. We did it. 2023. Yeah. All right. Good work. Strong work. Strong work. I'm hitting the button.